9.15, let's have a great day, everybody. Everyone pretend podcasting isn't boring. I'm upset, Elder! I'm upset! My boy's wicked smart. Say what again? Say what again? Ancestors protect me. Me, they protect you. It is perfectly fine to watch TV all day. And here we go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That, the show that brings you a lot of opinions and offers very little credibility. My name is Nick. And I'm Dallin, and we are stoked to talk about the latest in movies, TV, and more with you today. If you like what we're doing, make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at don't quote me underscore pod. Again, that's at don't quote me underscore pod. Thank you all for listening. Let's roll. Hi, Nick. How's it going? Dallin, it's going great. It's been a great day. How about you? Uh, it's been okay. I spent the entire day writing an essay about Pan's Labyrinth, and it took me a really, really long time. But it's done. That was my final for the class. And so I never have to think about it ever again. That sounds like either a really boring time or kind of a fun time because here Pan's Labyrinth is a great movie. Yeah, it's really metaphorical. And <laughs> to quote David Bowie's Harrison, in it, right? That's pretty I think cool. You're, I think you're thinking of The Labyrinth. Oh, what's Pan's the difference? Labyrinth. <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth is a Spanish film it's from Spain, oh. and it's about a, a little girl during the Spanish Civil War that like discovers a labyrinth. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it or seen it. It's on Netflix. Okay, you don't check make it me out. feel bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as cultured. Um, okay, well, I'm thoroughly embarrassed, but he's still drawn. David Bowie. <laughs> um, the, How's bumming around your house? Is your mom making you lots of pizza rolls? Um, no, not not actually. So it's been kind of an issue. It's a little bit of a sore subject, actually. Um, but what no, do you it's do been good. with your time? Not a ton. <laughs> um, I'm looking for a job. That's what I've been doing with my time. Nice. Uh, that that's one of my favorite pastimes is just going on like indeed and monster and just those websites and just seeing what's out there, you know, yeah, but you're good looking luck at you. LinkedIn and checking out movie reviews. <laughs> yeah, just, just reading that same arrival review <laughs> over and over again, trying to understand it. Yeah. Trying to figure out if he's a linguist or not. <laughs> no, but holy mackerel. It's been a busy week, Dallin. Let's just say that. So pretty much, this whole episode's going to be news. So we're going to start off by just kind of going over what was already a very eventful week. And then today we had this ginormous Disney Investor Day event where they announced so much stuff for all of their properties across FX, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. So we have got all of those announcements for you today. Yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming, to be honest. It really <laughs> is. It took me about 20 minutes just to type everything that we had to talk about. <laughs> it took me 20 minutes just to read through yeah, everything. Literally, literally. Yeah, but anyway, we're we're excited and we see you, Disney. All right. Yeah. We we see you, we acknowledge your existence and your status as a uh, media titan. So yeah, anyway, we it, Disney chill. <laughs> let's start with some of our non-Disney news just to get through some of that stuff because it was already going to be a very eventful week. That's mostly due to the big HBO Max move, but a couple of other things quick before we get to that. So apparently Oscar Isaac is going to star as Solid Snake in a Metal Gear Solid movie. So fans of Super Smash Bros. or the Solid Snake Metal Gear Solid games will be familiar with the character. Um I have no idea what the movie will be about. I don't even know what the Metal Gear Solid games are about. I only know them from Smash Bros. Best Super Smash Bros. Brawl character of all time. Uh, other Super Smash Bros., not so much. But maybe we'll revisit <laughs> our uh, our video game movie analysis once that comes out. But KFC is making a Lifetime mini-movie starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. Uh, so this will be called... 
a recipe for seduction, Nick? Yes, and it's going to be a Colonel Sanders origin story. Comes out this week, December 13th. So that is just hysterical. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders. Yeah, a recipe for seduction was an interesting <laughs> choice of title. That sounds like a late night HBO type of thing. Uh, type of thing you don't want on your hotel receipt. <laughs> or on your uh, on your resume watching options on a, <laughs> on a streaming service, you know, a recipe for seduction. Anyway, iCarly, um, I know you'll see, or how does the, how does the song go? <laughs> I just, you got I just it. Butcher. Somehow the world will change for me. And be um, so wonderful. <laughs> and we'll see how wonderful it is for Miranda Cosgrove, Jeremy Trainer, Nathan Kress, who are all confirmed to return to the iCarly revival, which will be on Paramount Plus. Yeah, so um, CBS All, Ac- All Access is rebranding to Paramount Plus, probably in an attempt to rival HBO Max and compete with Warner Brothers and have their own streaming service that they can just have as their go-to for all of their properties to compete with HBO. So I, I'm, I'm having to decide between the yeah. iCarly revival and uh, true <laughs> watchman yeah. <laughs> band of brothers. Yeah, literally <laughs> it's, it's, it's close. Hey, this Paramount just plus me... has star Trek discovery in the new twilight zone, at least. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, hey. I, this just made me a little sad more than anything because it's basically it, it teaches us that Miranda Cosgrove and Jeremy Trainer and all those guys didn't find success elsewhere and their careers haven't really progressed since iCarly yeah. um, like eight or ten years ago yeah. but good for them uh, it, it seems like it's going to be kind of a fuller house situation obviously for younger audiences and uh, good for them yeah I wonder if more Nickelodeon stuff will move to Paramount Plus and that'll be like the the home for Nickelodeon content because that could be huge for them. Yeah, they got to, I mean, they have to have something to stand apart because, yeah, they got to differentiate themselves, yeah. especially with uh, like nine other yeah. streaming platforms. And somewhere that could offer like all of SpongeBob and Drake and Josh. And I know you can find those other places, but those were all in one. That'd be a pretty good, pretty good deal. Yeah. Talk to us about the gray man. Okay, yeah, so this is a project coming from uh, Avengers directors, the Russo brothers, and it's going to star Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. It's going to have a huge budget and described as a winter soldier in the real world. The goal is to launch a James Bond-esque action franchise with this movie. Very this interesting. Is mine, yeah. This is my number one. Like, I, I am the most excited about this piece of news. It's cool. I like the actors. I like the directors. It's new. I'm excited. Yeah, and this is a Netflix film, I believe. Is it really? Nick. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I think so. So it's yeah, huge budget. And I remember the first time we like I watched The Winter Soldier with you and John Simpson on opening night. That was like our favorite yeah. Marvel movie. Might Dude. even still be my favorite Marvel oh, movie. Oh, I think it is. Well, it's close with Thor Ragnarok yeah, for me, but agreed. The reason that that movie is so good is because of the Russo bros, and they're so yeah. good at uh, real-time, filming real-time action sequences. And this was, that was their first MCU Marvel movie, so full circle. Yeah, they went, from, <laughs> they went from Community to Captain America Winter Soldier. So. To Civil War to Avengers, which is now the highest-grossing movie ever. <laughs> so I, beginnings you could say yeah you could say they're they're successful okay so other news matthew vaughn director of the kingsman movies says he is plotting something like seven more kingsman films and the um ceo of marv which is one of the production companies says that a kingsman tv series is also in the works with multiple spinoffs so i love the kingsman movies don't know if i need seven more though well, my question is, why seven? Why not? Let, let's just do like thirty. <laughs> yeah, 30 why limit more? yourself? Why really? I mean, <laughs> why put it? Why, why put, put yourself a number in a on box, <laughs> Matthew Bond? <laughs> just go off with the Kingsman. I mean, we love seeing fancy British spies. Yeah, the the concept is really fun. The first Kingsman movie is honestly one of my favorite movies. Me too. It's, I love those ones. It's the just second a lot of is fun. not as good, but I still enjoy it. They're very fun movies. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to this next one that's coming out with Ray Fiennes. Yeah, the and prequel Aaron Taylor Johnson. One. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'd love to see them do more with Taron Edgerton again because I am a big fan of that actor. Yeah, kind of continue cool. his story. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk some HBO Max. There has been nothing but negative comments from the film industry about the move that they made last week to put all of their 2021 movies on the service. So, what do you think? Well, that's that's the question, right? What do you think? Uh, consumers are stoked, right? But it's yeah, they're the getting film, these movies for free. It's the if they filmmakers, have the subscription, right? Uh, for a lot cheaper than yeah. taking your family to the movies, that's for sure. I'll say it's the filmmakers, like you said, and um, the studios that are upset about this because it's going to affect their profitability in a big way. And um, we're going to talk about specifically Denise's reaction, Christopher Nolan's reaction. But I think a couple of these guys really are just fans of the cinematic experience and they want their movie to be viewed a certain way. And when that the rug is pulled out from under them in that way, it hinders their creative ability. So I think they're kind of, it hurts them, right? It, it hurts them. It hurts their image. And uh, also it hurts their pockets, their wallets. So, exactly. What do, you, was, what, what do you think? Yeah, that was Christopher Nolan's biggest thing was the fact that they did this without telling anybody. So like they just made this decision, didn't tell any of the filmmakers. And so I think that was obviously a terrible move if you're trying to get all of these people on board to continue to work with you and make properties that are exclusive to your HBO Max service. They're not going to be maybe as interested in working with them. Yeah. And gosh, I guess it doesn't really matter where, like if these directors like Denis and Christopher Nolan get so offended that they leave as long as they continue to make movies. Yeah. I mean, there are other places to go for sure, but there's no arguing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They don't need any more. As long as it's, um, or what was I saying? Um, Warner brothers, they are arguably one of the most important movie studios today. I mean, historically, and just right now, their presence is ginormous. And they are currently owned by AT&T. And AT&T is the one who is really the driving force behind HBO Max and the the one that made this decision. So Denis has been very, very critical of AT&T specifically. Yeah, he has said, quote... AT&T has hijacked one of the most respectable and important studios in film history. Uh, He also said there's no love for cinema nor the audience here. It is all about the survival of a telecom mammoth, one that is currently bearing an astronomical debt of $150 billion. Denise is savage. He's calling him (laughs) out. Yeah, Screw you, AT&T. Don't hurt Denise's feelings. He's a treasure, okay? We need to keep him safe. <laughs> um, it's like that 22 Jump Street where the football coach is like, no one tell uh, Channing Tatum that he's good at football or he'll leave this program. He'll go like, to somewhere better. Yeah, He'll go somewhere better. Just don't. Please don't, don't hurt Denise. Keep I him really with us. I really hope he doesn't figure out there's better options. Holy he's good. None of you tell McQuay that he's good. Yeah, so he goes on to even further slam them, saying that AT&T decided to sacrifice Warner Brothers' entire slate because of HBO Max's apparent failed launch thus far. Direct quote, crazy. And he calls it a desperate grab for attention. Goodness, it just keeps going. Literally, he's furious. um, I just picture him telling his assistant like take a letter you know just dictating it to him. <laughs> i have a, i have something i need you to describe <laughs> um hbo max is failing as a streaming service it's got 26 27 million subscribers compared to disney plus's 75 million subscribers yeah. a lot of that is due to the fact that hbo max hasn't launched internationally yet. i think that so too Plus the confusion behind what is HBO Max? Like, do I have it if I have HBO? Kind of that uncertainty behind it, I don't think did them any favors either. Yeah, I didn't know 
I, I really didn't know what the difference was between I had seen HBO Max, HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO yeah, Regular. It was a little convoluted, but now HBO Max just replaced them all, essentially. Yeah, and I think there's so much potential for HBO Max. There's a lot of awesome stuff coming to it, but yeah, this is a bummer. Do you think, real quick, Nick, do you think that these types of moves are going to kill theaters? I think if there's enough pushback from filmmakers that it won't happen, but it just takes the filmmakers standing up for the theaters, honestly, because it makes more sense for these studios to just release it to their service. It's more direct money directly to them, and it's probably easier than distributing it across the world. So it's probably less profitable, but I guess they are doing the cost-benefit analysis of that and the returns that they get from new subscribers. Yeah, I mean, movie theaters make... I can't remember what percentage. It's pretty ridiculous. It's uh, but pennies. a large part of their profit off of just snacks, right? Like that's mostly like where they make their money. <laughs> They're pretty much just concession stands. <laughs> and it's starting to feel like I have this feeling that Christopher Nolan represents the minority of filmmakers. He is, I mean, him and Denis have always been proponents yeah. of the traditional theatrical experience. So I, th- I like what you're saying. Like they could maybe leverage that and refuse yeah. to put anything out unless you know um, the studio releases it to theaters. But I just don't. I think they're in the minority here. Agreed. I could see maybe also the Academy, like the Oscars, standing up a little bit more, being stricter about streaming rules and not letting those be as eligible instead of kind of leaning the other way, which I unfortunately think they might. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll have to see. And, and once again. There's really no way to know if this is a good move or a bad move for movie lovers until yeah. 2021 is over. Agreed. Okay, well, that wraps up all of our non-Disney news. I think we need to just start cranking away at all of this Investor Day stuff because, boy, is it a mammoth. Yes, a mammoth just like AT&T as described <laughs> by Denis, right? Isn't that what he called him? He did call it a mammoth. A um, mammoth with a mammoth debt, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, They have a mammoth debt, yeah. something like that. Anyway, Disney is real. Disney has lots of irons in the fire. and Disney owns everything. <laughs> I think. They really Disney, do. Does Disney own me? Does Disney own my house? I mean, it feels like it. They pretty much do because the amount of money that I'm going to have to be spending to go to all these things. But boy, is my Disney Plus membership going to pay off soon? Yeah. So for starters, the like non-Disney properties such as FX, um, they have some news. So we'll just go through it super quick. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. A show we both love was renewed for four more seasons, which will make it the longest running live action sitcom in history Good fx for them. yeah i know I'm, I'm really excited for them and it's it's like it's just a group of friends having fun and they have fun making it too which is so cool and you can like tell. they're all friends yeah yep it's a great show and fx and disney are announced um, they announced new seasons of atlanta donald glover show american horror story dave what we do in the shadows mayans which is the spinoff of sons of anarchy Better Things, Snowfall, and Archer all come into FX. So I love both Dave, which is the little Dickie show, and what we do in the shadows. So, so glad that we'll get to see more of them. Yeah, FX has really quality stuff. I think, like... They always have. They're so good. Yeah, and speaking of FX, my favorite show on FX is Fargo. And Noah Hawley is the creator behind the anthology series Fargo obviously taken out of the Coen brothers universe from their 1996 film but Noah Hawley is overseeing a new alien series for FX so apparently the series is set on earth and blends quote the timeless horror of the first alien film with the non-stop action of the second it's going to be a scary thrill ride that will blow people back in their seats so high bar, uh, yeah. Noah Hawley is really that talented. Right up your alley. And yeah, I'm I'm down. You love the alien, the horror aspect of the alien. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But dude, let me just take 30 seconds real quick. 
Just kidding. The alien, the alien is freaking scary. And every time I think of it, um, I get goosebumps. So I, I hope that the alien in this new series is less scary. You know, he's a little more approachable. (laughs) So you don't get too scared. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Okay. So that was the FX news. Um, now just some general Disney news. So Disney animation, Disney live action, we have spinoff series for the Mighty Ducks, Chippendale, Big Hero 6, and Zootopia. So much. <laughs> okay. Then there's also a confirmation that the sequel to Hocus Pocus and the Percy Jackson reboot are going to be coming soon. Yes. Yes. Hocus <laughs> Pocus sequel. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Keep going to keep powering forward because there's <laughs> yeah, so much. Going. Okay. Rhea. Raya? Is that, Raya? Is that what we decided? Okay, it's Raya and the Last Dragon is the next Disney animation film and will be released on Disney Plus for premiere access similar to Mulan and in theaters on the same day in March this year. So I think this was supposed to have an earlier release, but obviously delayed to the pandemic, finally going to be coming in March. Then, yeah, and I'm oh, yeah, just no, real quick, I'm, I'm surprised that there's been a little bit of inconsistency with their... Um, release formula because Soul is not releasing for premiere access on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's going to be maybe released the difference for free. is they're kind of just turning Soul into a Disney Plus exclusive, so it won't have the theater, the theatrical release at all. And gotcha. Raya will, and so did Mulan to some extent in other markets. So, um, yeah, I guess interesting that they are still kind of messing with their formula, though. Did you already mention that the did you already mention Encanto? No, no. So uh, they're coming up with they're coming out with Encanto, which is uh, it's based in Colombia. Yep, another where, Disney animation film. Right, where a magical family lives in a magical home. <laughs> so every us, Disney movie <laughs> <laughs> tells us a lot. Um, and the music's by Lin Manuel Miranda from Hamilton. He wrote the music for Moana as well. So. Um, yeah, lots of things coming for Disney Animation. Keep us rolling. And last Disney Animated um, series that they announced is called Iwaju, and that will premiere on Disney Plus in 2022. So I'm kind of interested in this one. It's a sci-fi animated show. It should be a little different, something new and original, which we both love. Yeah, because of its originality, it makes me curious. And yeah, I, yeah I'm intrigued. I'm excited as opposed to a lot of these spinoffs that are coming out, which I'm still exciting, yeah. exci- excited for, but it, uh, not know, as just... excited. I mean, things like, you know, Mighty Ducks, Chippendale, Big Hero 6, Utopia, like, yeah, I guess it's cool to see new stuff, but yeah, this is new, exciting. So I said the gray man was my favorite or my, you know, my favorite piece of news, but actually <laughs> the live action Pinocchio remake, um, takes the cake starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> And it's going to move to Disney Plus instead of a theatrical release. So I know this isn't, I know Tom Hanks won't be Pinocchio, but for some reason I keep picturing like an old Tom Hanks, like with the long wooden nose and it's kind of psychedelic. I hope hope they've let him play Pinocchio. That would just be better. (laughs) Pinocchio for some reason. No, they're going to do it like the Polar Express where he's every character. Oh, that's a good one. Or maybe they'll just have like, They'll kind of do a Freaky Friday role swap thing and have a kid be Geppetto. <laughs> it's it's a Freaky Friday story <laughs> set in the Pinocchio universe. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Man, the ultimate so, crossover. <laughs> two of Disney's newer animated princesses, Moana and Tiana, Moana from Moana and Tiana from The Princess and the Frog, are getting spinoff series. And those will be headed to Disney Plus. So, how are we going to differentiate Moana the series from Moana the film? Or are you stressed about it? I'm really nervous. <laughs> You're going to sound like such an idiot when you when you hear your friends talking <laughs> yeah. about Moana and you think it's the movie, and then and I'm going like... to spoil the show for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you remember when she died in the episode eight? What? <laughs> remember when the volcano did the did the thing? Yeah, you know, I don't remember a lot about Moana, but anyway, and Maui like turned into her dad. It was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell us about Pixar. Yeah, so that was just Disney getting that over. Now Pixar, 
they have a lot of things in the work too. But the biggest announcement probably is that they have a new animated film called Lightyear coming. Lightyear is going to be a Buzz Lightyear origin story, charting his rise from test pilot to space ranger. It stars Chris Evans as a voice of Buzz and is scheduled to hit theaters in summer 2022. So very, very interesting news. Um, apparently this is going to be about like the quote unquote real Buzz Lightyear. So not the toy. So he's, <laughs> so the so real actually space a, ranger. He's actually a space ranger. Yeah. Yep. Like from, gosh, am I remembering this wrong? I feel like there was a TV there show. There literally was, and ago. I was going to bring it up. It was called, um, like Buzz Lightyear Star Command. And yes. it was a Toy Story spinoff show on Disney Channel. And I totally watched it. I love it. And it was that. kind of the exact same thing. It was about Buzz Lightyear being a, a space ranger. And I that's kind of why I'm excited for this movie, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia with Buzz Lightyear for me. It was my me favorite too. toy also. Like I feel like Buzz Lightyear action figures. It's just like cool. they're kind of bigger and cool. Yeah. So and Chris Evans. Chris Evans being cast as Captain America just set him up for life, I feel like, because now he's <laughs> landing all these he's in everything projects and with the Russo brothers and just everything, and I, I'm happy about it. Yeah, this one, I'll, I'll be excited to see. I, I hope it's kind of like a Star Wars-esque sci-fi adventure, but still fun in the Buzz Lightyear we love. So anyway, more from Pixar. Another theatrical film called Luca will hit theaters in June 2021 about a boy named Luca and his friend Alberto over the course of an unforgettable summer. Wow. <laughs> these, these descriptions, they really went minimalist <laughs> here. Unforgettable. So magical family, magical family in a magical home versus unforgettable two, friends, summer. two friends with an, in an unforgettable summer. Uh, wow. I'm excited. <laughs> um, so the next theatrical film... Uh, had not been previously released. Announced, titled, yeah. Or previously announced. Um, it's titled Turning Red. So what do you know about Turning Red? So um, not much centers around a girl named May who, when she gets excited, turns into a giant red panda. So way more different than Unforgettable Summer or Magical <laughs> Family, but I, it gives us a little more at least. It comes... It to theaters March 2022. Okay, and then Doug Days. So now we have uh, a bunch of Disney Plus series. Again, kind of the common theme is that we're getting Disney Plus series from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. So, yeah, Doug Days. Go ahead. Uh, focuses on the character from Up. Uh, I assume that's all we know. It's going to debut in fall 2021, so in about, like... Nine months or so. Something then, to watch for. Then this next um, series we're going to get on Disney Plus is going to be set in the world of cars following Lightning McQueen and Mater as they go on a road trip across the country hitting Disney Plus in fall 2022. We need then more Mater, Nick. Yeah, literally. Like that was the worst part of the Cars franchise was Mater's <laughs> over inclusion. <laughs> Cars 2, which was pretty Cars much two, all Mater. It was just Lightning and Mater go on an adventure. Yeah, I mean, franchises do this a lot where there's a popular side character in the first film, and so they make them more prominent in the second, and it's too much like Brick in the Anchorman movies or Alan in the Hangover movies. It's like just... Like oh, they, yeah. They, they thrived because of the size of their role. There's no need to make it bigger. But anyway... We're not we're not getting too worked up over uh, over, over cars, the car show Disney Plus <laughs> series, and then the last Pixar Disney Plus series is an original title, and it's going to be called Win or Lose. It will follow a middle school softball team as they prepare for major games. Each episode will follow a different perspective. So, oh, maybe they'll do like a different team each time, or like I don't know. But it's gonna be like yeah. it's gonna be like a band of brothers, <laughs> where there's like episodes about <laughs> exactly like that. I think Steven Spielberg's attached. Don't Win compare softball <laughs> shows to the World War II show. Um, my question is: Are they gonna win or are they gonna lose <laughs> every week? I, I guess 
guess we'll find out. Hope uh, they lose every week. So that's again fall uh, of 2023. So we're getting okay. later and later. Let's recap really quick everything that we have talked about because it's been a lot all at once. So major things from the Disney side was the new major animated show um, movies called Encanto and Raya, the last dragon. And then we also have spinoff series from the mighty ducks, Chip and Dale, big hero six Zootopia, then a new series called Iwaju, and new Tiana and Moana series. Then from Pixar, we have Lightyear, two original things, one titled Luca about the unforgettable summer, <laughs> then turning red about the panda girl. <laughs> then finally, we have an up show, a car show, and a new Pixar show. And so if much. I can speak wow. for if I can speak for both of us, Nick, out of all the Disney animated news, we are most excited for Lightyear. Right, I think so too. Cool. And also the the original um, Disney animated features, Raya, Encanto, like, and Iwa, Iwaju, we're, we're also stoked for those. Yeah, those are definitely the ones that are stand out. Okay, let's move on to some Lucasfilm news. So Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and then we'll wrap up with Marvel. Yeah, Indiana Jones 5 is moving to pre-production, and Harrison Ford, believe it or not, is going to return... He will be 80 years old when this film comes out. So he's kind of doing the Clint Eastwood thing. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know who's older. I think, Clint's, a, I think Clint's older. Yeah, I, I think you're right by at least a few years. So he's here. Ford is still going. And the reason we're excited for this addition to the franchise is that James Mangold will be directing. And he directed Ford versus Ferrari. What else did he do? Nick? Logan. Oh, yeah, Logan. Boom. So, so he's an amazing director. Yeah, he's... I wouldn't be surprised if maybe five years from now he's, like, one of the one of the big dogs. Yeah, know? like, one of the go-tos. I think especially after this movie and his work with Logan, he's going to become one of the mains that Disney goes to for, a you know, a big superhero movie or a big Star Wars movie five years down the road. Yeah, household name, probably. Um, so the next star wars theatrical release so this is a big deal will be star wars rogue squadron uh, and that doesn't come out until christmas of 2023 and all, we know that there was a nintendo 64 game titled star wars rogue squadron and then the gamecube follow-up which was star wars rogue leader so basically all that we know about this besides the fact that it's coming to theaters is that it's going to be about an x-wing uh squadron and nick you postulated or or you were kind of guessing that it'll be top gun in space i mean that's kind of the vibe i get so it's coming from the wonder woman and wonder woman 1984 director patty jenkins and so she is already kind of doing some top gun-esque stuff with her wonder woman 1984 taking a lot of inspiration from 80s movies so I don't know. We obviously don't know a lot about it, but we officially have another Star Wars movie coming to theaters now, which we didn't know what, what it would be for a while. Yeah. Continuing with the Star Wars news, there's a Rogue One prequel, which is means it's a prequel to a prequel, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, this isn't a film. This will not be a theatrical release, but rather a series, and it's called Star Wars Andor, which is named after the... Uh, uh, is he a lieutenant? Uh, Cassian, Cassian Andor. Yeah, I don't, I don't what know is. what his <laughs> <range> agent. Is. <laughs> private, uh, private first class, Cassian <laughs> Andor. Uh, we watched the trailer for this, Nick, and it, the trailer didn't show a lot of, like, it showed more behind the scenes. Yeah, and they were talking about the making of the series and how they were excited to return yeah, was, to the character. Diego Luna basically talking the whole time about how excited he is about it. And when he's excited, I'm excited. Yeah, he's great. So pretty much the rest of the Star Wars announcements are all Disney Plus series. So we have what? One, two, three, four, five. About 10 Star Wars series coming to Disney Plus in the next couple of years. So 
pretty insane. The next one is some news about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which we knew was in the works for a while now. Uh, Erwin McGregor is coming back. It'll take place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. And just announced today, Hayden Christensen will be returning to play Darth Vader. So very big news with that one. Where has he been? I, I like Dude, has he gained no like idea. forty pounds or something? Like, we don't know what he looks like anymore. <laughs> See, I feel like he just makes like the Star Wars festival circuit, and that's all he does. <laughs> yeah, like he goes to Comic Con. Yeah, literally. Um, are you excited about this, Nick? I'm, I'm genuinely curious, especially because you like the prequels a lot more than I. Yes, do. I am genuinely excited. I'm was already very excited for Obi Wan in maybe I guess kind of I kind of guess that there would be. They, that they talk about Vader, especially. I kind of thought the the cameo that they would, or maybe the cameo is not the right word, but guest appearance would be Liam Neeson as uh, mm-hmm. his master Qui-Gon Jinn because we were kind of teased at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith that while Obi-Wan is looking after Luke, he's going to learn how to communicate with the dead and talk to, Obi- or talk to um, Qui-Gon, so... That's kind of what I was expecting, but Hayden Christensen coming back is still very cool. I'm excited to see what they do because I love Obi-Wan. I love Ewan McGregor. So we'll see. Yeah. For some reason, having Hayden Christensen kind of grounds the series in the Star Wars canon. Like it just makes it feel more authentic. If yeah, that makes sense. I agree. And I wonder what capacity he will be used in if like there's going to be a full vader obi-wan rematch in this show that we just never knew about before or if it'll be more of like a within the force kind of interaction yeah or you know maybe hayden will return to naboo <laughs> maybe they'll explore or maybe he'll go back to tatooine and really just Pod do race. some just do some damage against the sand you know how much he hates it <laughs> okay moving on from obi-wan though the next is a new show. So it's from the co-creator of Russian Doll, which is a show on Netflix. And this is a, it's a mystery series right now. So it's titled The Acolyte. And it's a female driven series set in the High Republic era. So I don't know too much about this, but the nerd in me does know that the High Republic is kind of this new thing that Star Wars is trying to been, they've been trying to roll out lately. And essentially what their idea is is it's set about 200 years before the events of the uh, prequel trilogy. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Jedi at the height of their power. So they're more of like intergalactic cowboys and that sort of vibe. So I think that's what this series is going to be set in. And mostly the High Republic stuff they've released has been comics and young adult novels. So kind of aimed towards a younger audience. I wonder if this show also will. But... I think a Russian doll is a pretty mature show. I wonder if it'll also be a mature Star Wars show. So could go either I, way. I want nothing more than, and that's what I have high hopes for the Rogue One prequel because I think it'll be a little bit grittier, hopefully, just like Rogue One was. But what is an acolyte? No idea. Do you sure it's like a force like thing? Star Wars? <laughs> do you like, do you know? It's like metachlorians or what is? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, there's so many like different force things out there i have no clue yeah you you don't know anything i, mean, I try spend some time on the internet i'm like right on the cusp of being like the ultimate nerd but i know most things but just <laughs> i can't get over that notch that really puts me above the rest Light. uh really quick we're just gonna burn through uh the rest of this lando calrissian is getting an event series so i'm thinking like one season is what that means by event series like an event. Like yeah. Let's make an event out of it. Here I am on Lando. Yeah, is that going to be... Let's have a ball. <laughs> is that going to be Donald Glover? They didn't say. They didn't say it could either be Donald Glover or it could be um, Billy D because the Rise of Skywalker set up a side quest with Billy D and that random new other girl who is That's most likely her daughter. daughter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it could either uh, be that story or it could be... Donald Glover. I hope it's Donald Glover. I though. choose. I choose Donald. I really, Glover. really hope it is a continuation of some of the stuff that happened in Solo. I think that'd be a smart move for them. Mandalorian's getting two spitoffs: Star Wars Ahsoka, which follows Ahsoka Tano, who made her live-action debut in 
the uh, like two episodes of the Mandalorian ago. So it'll follow Rosario Dawson's live action take of the character. And then the second one is going to be titled Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic. And it follows the girl you hate from Mandalorian. <laughs> I think her, her character is titled Cara Dune and she is now like a pretty much like a Texas Ranger for the New Republic, like a martial kind of cowgirl. Yay. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for Ahsoka, less excited about Rangers of the New Republic as well. Not because I hate that character like you do, but um, just not as interested. I would be interested if they gave her some MMA opportunities to just like beat people <laughs> up. <laughs> Actually beats everyone up. <laughs> and then obviously we're going to get a Mandalorian season three. Yeah, it was the show was canceled because of low. <laughs> because there's too there's not enough room in the budget because of all these other shows. <laughs> they cut the Mandalorian <laughs> in favor of like, the... oh wait. Crud, we forgot about the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> done that one first. <laughs> okay. Gosh. I need, and man, then, I need some water or something. Literally. Anyway, to the last two things with Star Wars. Um they have two animated projects in the work. One is called Star Wars The Bad Batch, which will be a spinoff of Star Wars The Clone Wars series. And then a new anime project is going to be called Star Wars Visions, and it'll be about 10 anthology short stories. So each, it'll be kind of like, I don't know if they'll be episodes or if it'll be mini movies or what they'll call it, but an, anime anthology project sounds also pretty interesting and what way out there yeah so to recap indiana jones 5 james mangold directing star wars rogue one uh or the the rogue one prequel show we've got rogue squadron hitting theaters in 2023 obi-wan show with hayden christensen uh we've got the acolyte which nick doesn't know what that means uh <laughs> and the lando calrissian show mandalorian has two spinoffs and the third season of mandalorian renewed and then the animated. animated, the animated, the anime <sighs> anthology series that you just mentioned, Nick. Okay, wow. So this is on top of this. So just like this is this, so much. This is on top of all that stuff that we just heard about. Pixar this has been one day for animation. Disney. This has been one day for Disney. Disney really flexed on everyone today. I need to get on my Robin Hood app and, and invest in them or something. Okay. Which of these Star Wars announcements has you most excited? Mm, I'm going to have to go with the Rogue One prequel just because Rogue One has a special place in my heart, as do the characters. And if it turns out the way I hope, it will be a very welcome kind of grittier a little bit darker addition to the star wars universe what about yourself probably the obi-wan show right yeah obi-wan i think i mean obviously we didn't get too much news about the show's specifics other than the announcement of hayden christensen but definitely have been excited for that show for a long time i think the new announcement that i'm most excited about with star wars is the lando show mm. because i really hope that it they give something cool for donald glover to do nice Obi-Wan Kenobi, you don't mean old Obi-Wan Kenobi. Except <laughs> <laughs> for Family Guy. Family Guy. <laughs> it's great. Family Guy Star Wars was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, I very forgot funny. how good those were. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Finally, let's move on to Marvel, yeah. So, the first piece of news is just something pretty nice that I think they... It was good that they reaffirmed... So Black Panther 2 will not be recasting Chadwick Boseman and the, into the role of T'Challa slash the Black Panther. Still did not confirm what they were going to do uh, with the movie or the character, but said that Ryan Coogler is still attached and the release date was moved back to July 8th, 2022. What it was before, I have no idea, but it was moved back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, the reverence that they've shown to you know the late Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of the character and how they're not going to replace him because he's not replaceable. I've honestly been amazed by the like the the lengths Disney's gone to to really celebrate Chadwick Boseman. It's been amazing and honestly a little surprising. Heartwarming for sure. Very sure. Very. Okay, so now <laughs> other Marvel news. 
let's talk about maybe other so updates on the projects we knew about and then we'll talk about all the new stuff so falcon and the winter soldier debuting in march 2021 then followed by a loki series in may 2021 and an animated what if series in the summer of 2021 so the trailers were revealed for all three of those shows and there was a trailer for wandavision so that's kind of their immediate look for Disney Plus in the next year. And then beyond that, they have so many other shows planned. <laughs> Something notable about Loki, though, Owen Wilson's going to be in it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, with gray hair and... Do you have a mustache? I can't remember. He, he, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Yeah, he had a mustache. <laughs> it just took me, a second to realize, <laughs> took me a second to realize who he was. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, a lot to talk about here. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I wasn't impressed by the trailer. Um, mostly because if the dialogue they showed is a solid representation of what the whole series will be like, it's pretty stale and, and cringy and like full of tropes and, and cliches. But uh, it definitely has a lot of potential. Agreed. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It'll... Probably it, like the thing that's interesting about these shows is, you know, we're getting eight hours with these characters instead of, you know, the traditional two for a major movie. So they can do a lot more with it. Maybe we just didn't see any of the cool plot or things like that with, with this small release. But the ones that stood out to me were both Loki and WandaVision. I think those both looked the most interesting yeah, Loki, I mean, you you put it this way. You said it looks like kind of a time cop. Uh, yeah. So it follows Loki after Avengers Endgame, where he kind of runs away. And so it's like, takes place alternate timelines, who really knows, but it, it looks cool. Loki is one of, if not my favorite, Marvel character. And he's also one of the most interesting Marvel characters because he's not as one-dimensional as some of the classic protagonists, you know? Like, there's a lot they Definitely. can do. And he's funny. Like, Tom Hiddleston just has mm -hmm. good comedic timing. Good charisma. <laughs> yeah, he's handsome. And... Yeah, I love him so much. <laughs> he's nice. Just, just want him, yeah. <laughs> I, so, I agree with you. I'm, I'm actually... After watching the trailer, I'm really excited for Loki. And then, as you mentioned, the WandaVision show looks weird and in a good way but yeah like, cool it, weird yeah like really cool weird really it seems like they're stepping away from the traditional marvel narrative structure with this show and playing around with some different things and uh it, it almost felt like i was watching a like, like it was like a truman show plot kind of thing and it'll be interesting I'm, I'm yeah lots of mystery around that but i'm excited for that that comes out next month so that we'll be getting that very soon to be talking about Okay, then last thing from um, other shows that we'd already heard of, we now have a lead actress for the She-Hulk show played by Tatiana Maslany. I hope I got that name right. And the the big news with this show, though, we, we knew that was happening, is that Mark Ruffalo is going to be back as Bruce Banner and Tim Roth is going to be playing Abomination. And that is a role that he played in the Incredible Hulk movie that came out in 2008. One With of the Ed Norton, yeah, the ugly stepsister to the MCU. So <laughs> they're bringing his character back, though. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that's it. Throws me off a little bit since he's from technically a different universe, right? Like, <laughs> like um, I mean, it's technically canon, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's weird. They brought back um, that one guy, that one general guy, and he was in um, Civil War. Do you remember that? He was also from the Hulk movie. Uh, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Just take my word for it. <laughs> I only so this like... is the second time they brought someone from the Hulk franchise back into the main Marvel group. I only like Quentin Tarantino, Tim Roth, so pass. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, let's talk about these new shows, though. We got a lot of them. First one is called Secret Invasion. And that is going to star Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury and Ben Mendelsohn's Talos, who was a character in Captain Marvel. Very huge news with that one. So Secret Invasion is kind of a, a big deal. It revolves around the, the Skrull aliens impersonating heroes on Earth. And so 
I, I'm very surprised that they're doing this as a show. This could have honestly been in a, an Avengers 5 movie. Yeah, and I like Ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. and I assume he won't be an antagonist for once. Yeah, it does seem like they work together, especially at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. Um, so let's just take us rapid fire through yeah. these next couple shows. The so next one, I don't really know anything about this one. It's called Ironheart, and it, I think it's about a new heroine. And yeah, it probably has something to do with like Iron Man technology from the name of it. Then we're getting another Iron Man related show called Armor Wars. That's going to start Don T- Don Cheadle's War Machine. John Cheadle. John Cheadle's. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're, we've been talking a lot about all of these freaking news <laughs> things. Don Cheadle's War Machine as he fights to stop Tony Stark's armor from falling into the wrong hands. Then we have a Baby Groot show coming, and it's going to be. Sorry, let me interrupt you real quick. <laughs> Where was Don Cheadle when when uh, Peter Parker just had? <laughs> like glasses that controlled thousands of killer drones. Like was he okay, just good not... question. Yeah. Was he mad that Tony didn't give it to him? <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be hard for me to dif- like, remember the difference between iron heart and armor wars. <laughs> it's like Agreed. starting to phone it in a little bit with the titles, but anyway, baby Groot. Um, Literally okay. animated <laughs> short show. So it's not going to be, too much baby Groot, which is maybe a good thing. <laughs> I think the Groot effect, I'm, this might be an unpopular opinion. The, the Groot effect has worn off on me a yeah, little bit. Once baby Yoda showed up, baby Groot was so obsolete. <laughs> it's true. Like, look, can we get a, can we get a baby Yoda animated series instead where it's just literally, how is that um, the one thing that star Wars did not announce? <laughs> Okay. And then we've got a this is this is pretty fun. A Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special written and directed by James Gunn, who did um the first two Guardians of the Galaxy films. And that'll be holiday season twenty twenty two. Do you know I mean, obviously that's not gonna be a This is gonna be hilarious. Release. I'm excited. Is this gonna be like a Disney Plus like hour long special kind that's of thing? That's kind of my guess. It'll definitely be the original cast, I'm sure, live action. Um Maybe it'll have like, so it's obviously going to be a little bit tongue in cheek with the Star Wars holiday special, which was just a notoriously bad project from the seventies that everyone involved regrets doing. But I think <laughs> so they'll do be a little tongue in cheek with it and maybe do like some variety elements. And I don't know, it could, they have a lot of fun things they can do. I trust James Gunn to do something amazing with it and it's a hilarious concept. So should be good. Same. Um, we okay. are- Wow. Sorry. Yeah. You, I don't know what, I'm a little yeah, discombobulated so now, here. Now we are on the main Marvel movies they have going on. So we talked about their Disney Plus series so far. Now we're going to talk about the Marvel movies that are coming. So the first one that they gave us an update on is Ant-Man 3, officially titled Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. <laughs> this sounds like a ride at Disney World. <laughs> Literally, it does. Quantum like Mania. Are you kidding me? Like, and, uh, that is a ride. <laughs> but it's anyway, got, it's got main, the everyone's returning. Yeah, yeah. Original cast and Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Michael Douglas, all of them. Jonathan Majors is going to play King the Conqueror. So very cool news with that one too. So Jonathan Majors is currently in Lovecraft County on HBO, which I haven't checked out, but have heard good things from and King the Conqueror is also another Avengers level threat. So cool to see his inclusion in Ant-Man three King is a time traveling emperor conqueror who frequently clashes with the Avengers and people theorized after Avengers Endgame did the time travel stuff that King would be coming soon. So very cool. King versus Godzilla is also set to (laughs) release in 2024 on kidding. hbo max <laughs> hbo max kong or king uh kingzilla they're very different um miss marvel and monica rambo are going to appear in captain marvel 2 what's your excitement level on a scale from 1 to 10 for captain marvel 2 maybe like a maybe like a seven so the miss marvel <laughs> movie or the miss marvel tv show is going to come out first 
and then that'll i guess lead directly into the captain marvel sequel so i don't know i i liked captain marvel one to a mediocre degree i i i don't know it wasn't my favorite didn't hate it though i thought it was good and so i don't know i guess i'll see if her kind of group and her side characters and her story becomes more interesting yeah something i'm really really excited about is uh the announcement that christian bale is going to be gore the god butcher in thor love and thunder which yeah so he's gonna be the main antagonist i think god butcher sounds like it at least in my book god butcher (laughs) the god butcher and thor team up (laughs) it'll be a summer that they never forget uh just kidding magical family what could go wrong no but thor love and thunder it's going to be taika white again awesome. and oh that's man. the marvel movie i'm most looking forward to yeah and christian bale hasn't been in any marvel stuff and i think he's got like i think he could be kind of funny he's gonna be a fun villain for like sure. macho in the same way carl urban kind of was in in thor ragnarok you yeah. know kind of play so, up the the gumminess of his character yeah yeah i could see that uh, um, but i bet he's also like pretty excited to get ripped again because he remember he got fat to play dick cheney <laughs> yeah no but he got really skinny for four versus ferrari right which one yeah, came out first i i, I think, think cheney came versus, out first yeah. yeah 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 cheney came out first and then okay he, so yeah. he's already halfway there nice well, no, he's like, he, he looks like he needs oh, he's too a good thin. meal. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to be butchering any gods uh, if he's in Does that kind of God shape. Butcher build. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so the Fantastic Four movie, there's another one, right? Officially coming uh, to the MCU, going to be crossing paths with all of the characters we love yay. for the first time. More Fantastic Four stuff. It's really good. Uh, I feel like uh, they haven't done that. Uh, those characters justice yet and i think that's what their hope is is to really make them stand out and be kind of a new figurehead moving forward especially as people like dr strange black panther captain marvel they get their second third movies you know they're gonna be phasing those characters out just like they have with iron man and captain america so it'll be good to have something new and it's coming from john watts who has been directing all of the uh, marvel spider-man movies so spider-man homecoming far from home and the upcoming third one can't wait and then this is a big one nick doctor strange in the multiverse of madness uh so the next doctor strange film is going to connect to the events of spider-man 3 right yes so we knew this movie was coming we knew that wandavision is going to lead directly into the multiverse of madness and then now kevin feige the creative uh the chief creative officer at marvel has said that spider-man 3 is also going to be directly connected which is really just fueled a lot of the rumors that have been going around this week because there have been a lot of spider-man 3 rumors floating around that maybe we should just talk about quickly and kind of see how we feel about all these spider-man 3 rumors so we've we've officially finished the news now let's maybe (sighs) take a second (sighs) to speculate (laughs) I'm, uh, you know, need to catch my breath, but it's hard to know how I feel about the Spider-Man three rumors because I can't, I can't, there's no way to gauge which ones are are true and which ones are not. Agreed. So really, really quick, actually, let's, let's explain what they are. So apparently as of this week, there have been very substantial rumors that both Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man from the amazing Spider-Man movies Toby Maguire's Spider-Man from the original Spider-Man trilogy, Kirsten Dunst, who played Mary Jane in the Toby Maguire movies, and then Alfred Molina will be Doc Ock. He's also a character from the um, Toby Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. So uh, four returning characters for this Spider-Man 3, seemingly setting up a Spider-Verse in the live action. We already knew that Electro was coming from played by Jamie Foxx, as he already had in Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, man, how do you feel about this stuff? Yeah, so Tobey Maguire's 45 years old. Uh, <laughs> I love that you started with that. <laughs> not sure, maybe... Not sure what that means, his, but take his it or leave it. <laughs> right. 
Harvey's timeline. He's going to be like a dad, kind of like uh, Jake Johnson's uh, Spider-Man. Like the, the lazy pizza-loving Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I can't picture Tobey Maguire. No, he can't I mean, pull that off. Like Jake Johnson needs to do that live action. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Get him in here. Literally. Um, so I, oh man, I, I really... If if this is all true, like if they have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland, and they do kind of a Spider Verse thing, I think it could be. I think it's risky, which means that it could either be really cool and fun, mm-hmm. or it could be really painful for everybody involved. Yeah. I don't know if there's much of a middle ground. Agreed. So I guess I do have faith because I feel like Marvel, you know, they have a good track record. I. I don't think they would have bitten off more they can if more than they could chew with this project, but I I don't know if these roles are going to be as substantial as people think. Because like everyone's saying they're returning, but I kind of think they have enough to focus on with Tom Holland's character. I want more from him. I don't really care about Tobey Maguire anymore. I don't really care about Andrew Garfield's Spider Man anymore. I want to see the new stuff, the the resolution to the cliffhanger at the end of Spider Man Far From Home. You know, all right. of that still has to get addressed. So I, Dr. Strange is going to be in it too. That was confirmed a while ago. So he's going to be kind of taking over the mentor role from Tony Stark. And I don't know. I just don't know if it needs all this. I think that they would be wise to maybe introduce the concept of the Spider-Verse and mm. all that. And then maybe save a separate Sony movie to just kind of be a spinoff in their own direction and kind of relate those to the Venom movies, the Morbius movie. I don't know. Yeah, That's just that, what I think. Th- that would be a more conservative approach for sure. I, I don't know, Nick, if you agree with me or disagree, I'm starting to miss the more self-contained superhero stories, like, like the origin stories, like the original Iron Man, the first Spider-Man. Um, it feels like every Marvel movie that comes out is now in one shape or another yeah. a, a an Avengers film. Like I don't, I don't actually really need Doctor Strange in my Spider Man movies. I don't, you Agreed. know, like I don't, I don't, I don't need uh, characters from from like other movies. I I want, like you said, I want to explore Tom Holland's Peter Parker more, and I don't know. It's like they have like this need to just new, introduce everything. Miles. Or something, introduce Miles Morales, like do something yeah. cool, and I'm sure they will inevitably, but because of his popularity is growing. Uh, also, with this though, to get this new Spider-Man three, are you going to have to watch Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two, Spider-Man three, Amazing Spider-Man one, Amazing Spider-Man two, Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two, then now new Spider-Man three? <laughs> Please don't make us watch Spider-Man three with Tobey Maguire's now dig on this just start snapping you know uh okay I will say though in their defense with kind of with everything that's going on it's gonna be a little oversaturated with Marvel and Star Wars we're gonna have at least two or three projects each year moving forward minimum so I don't know how do you feel about all of this stuff obviously it's very exciting but kind of overwhelming I'm a little bit I mean, time will tell, right? I'm yeah. slightly, I'm slightly nervous about the sheer quantity of Marvel stuff coming out, diluting, yeah. diluting the quality that's been established for, for sure. this universe, right? But on the same, especially the series, those make me nervous. The the Iron Heart, the Armor Wars, those I don't know about those. I would agree. Um, yeah, a, a spinoff series with Don Cheadle, I. Stuff like I that. will um, say, to their credit, the cool thing that these series are doing, and especially I guess you could extend it to the, the Spider-Man 3 rumors, they're giving a lot of second chances. That's kind of been the theme. Even with the Star Wars stuff, they're giving new stuff and new content for characters that were given sidelines in their movie that they appeared in or have never gotten their chance to kind of star. So people like Cassian and Star Wars, Obi-Wan as well. Mm. Then we're also Lando. Then you you got things like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, the War Machine, all those. They're letting these side characters finally have something cool to do. So yeah, I guess I agree. It'll be interesting though if how interdependent it all becomes. Like, will you need to keep up with five Disney Plus shows plus the ten movies that come out in order to understand the next Avengers? You know what I mean? 
That's a good question. Like how how do you balance it? How complicated is it going to get? Because they can need to things, have standalone value. Yeah, can things stand on their own a little bit more? Yeah, I if I had to make a prediction, it would be that all of this stuff coming out on Disney Plus is going to be similar to what Netflix is doing in that. They're kind of going for sixty percent of it. Like some of it's going to be pretty lame, but then there's going to be some especially kind of writing off some of the or like the the Mighty Ducks stuff and the. (laughs) I mean, maybe I hope I'm wrong on the Mighty Ducks, but I don't know. I'm more excited about the Star Wars stuff. I'm more excited about the Marvel stuff, but I'm a nerd, so. Yeah, if anything, the the quantity that they're releasing, I hope guarantees that at least. Like if we can at least get one <laughs> one really good Marvel series and one really good Star Wars series or something like that, then I, I'll call it a win. I mean, I'm still going to watch 90% of these things. I'm excited for a majority of them, but yeah, I guess I'm also just kind of skeptical if it'll be too much, which, okay, out of everything, what we've gone through so much, what has been your standout? Are we talking Disney or news in general? Disney. What of the announcements today from the investor meeting has stood out the most? What are you most excited about? I'm going to say Christian Bale in Thor 11 Thunder and the Rogue One prequel series, which I already mentioned. And on top of that, the Loki series as well. Agreed. I was super excited by Loki. Also excited for um, Obi-Wan. And for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and Lightyear, frick, four. I have four. <laughs> Those are my four that I'm most excited about. Then Spider-Man 3, I I mean, it's all still rumors, but... Oh, and we didn't even mention, there, there's even rumors that Daredevil, Charlie Cox, is coming back, so... Why isn't <laughs> why isn't Willem Dafoe in... Literally, why isn't okay. he rumored It's been to such be a in... meme on Twitter right now. Everyone has been saying, like... This just in, Shrek from Shrek 2, officially rumored to be reprising his role in Spider-Man 3. He will take over from Doctor Strange as his role model. As his mentor. That's, that's hilarious. I love like, that. That's been all over. People saying like, this just in, Lord Farquaad. <laughs> like, ever, just not just Shrek characters, but everyone and their mother Shrek is joining the cast there. of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> If anything, Nick, this will justify my Disney Plus subscription and it will ensure that we will continue to record for years to come because we'll have lots of material to go over. Exactly. So that, I think, just about wraps it up for today because that was so much news. Sorry if this was too nerdy for some of the people that aren't as into Marvel and Star Wars as we are, but hope you enjoyed some of the Disney stuff going on and other news in general because it's a good time to be a fan that's all for today everyone as always a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners be sure to find new episodes on monday mornings wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to check out our new what to watch wednesdays post on instagram and twitter at don't quote me underscore pod for movie and tv recommendations available on the most popular streaming platforms And also, if you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Really helps us out. Peace.